Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Lamont and Tonelli. Paul, this is really something because this is amazing. we have Chris Jericho, the wrestler in the studio, and he's from my hometown of Winnipeg, Canada. And Chris, first off, welcome to the studio. This yeah, has been a long time a coming. A long time coming. Let me say this. I used to listen to you in the 80s, man. Yes, in Winnipeg. 92 it, City FM, Lamont, that's Hollywood. That's crazy. And we were just touching on uh, like our, our background, and our background, we have a similar background because... You went to Red River Community College, where I went right out of high school. You know how I picked my college? Oh. I was playing hockey, and uh, there were four guys in on my team that were going to Red River, and there were two guys going to the University of Manitoba. And I thought, well, if I go with the guys from Red River, carpools will be a lot more fun, and beer bashes. <laughs> That's how I picked my college. You know, it's great, too, like, when I came in here and, yeah. and I was talking to you at first, yeah. you don't have an accent at all. I don't know. As soon as Winnipegers right. start talking, we start yes. talking Winnipeg, uh, man. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Let's have some beers, man. So this when, awesome. When, so we touched on something here. When we were going to uh, college, yeah. you worked at the same college radio station I worked the at. The Cave. The Cave. I C-M-O-R. Was, I was California Chris. Oh, we're going to hire you here and, at the bone. And the Chris. thing is, I worked under like 14 different names <laughs> because said, I figured out that you went for two hours straight and they were knocking at the door trying to get you I out. I barricaded myself in the station, <laughs> played nonstop kiss for two hours, and the program director <laughs> was like... You gotta stop! I'm like, no, more kiss. And and but you, you see, signed up under different names. Under different names, anybody can have a show, right? You anyone can have a show, up. but you were only allowed one hour. <laughs> yeah. So he locked himself in there for two hours. Then I they did. kicked him out. What oh, I did is funny. one hour. I would sign up under. Craven Moorhead, and then <laughs> then I would go under Lamont, and then I'd go under this Jess. name and that name, exactly. But every second hour, so I would see a different person, and then I would come in again. So I, I had like a whole bunch of different names on there. That's I funny. spent so much time at that student radio station. I had to quit school. But look where you are now. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. The thing about Red River Community College is now Red River College. Is that yeah. So I, I, I was 17 when I graduated from high school. Yeah. And you had to be 18 to go to wrestling school. So I needed to basically kill <laughs> really? time for two years. Really? So I took creative communications, which was advertising, PR, journalism, radio, television. That's what I took. All the stuff that we're doing today. <laughs> yes, so exactly. Red River was a great school. And yes. I was wondering what the hell we're talking about. But and it the, really helped me doing what I'm doing today. And great beer bashes. Great beer bashes. <laughs> yes. I saw the Tragically Hit before they were signed. I worked the beer bash as a security guard. <laughs> really? And Gord Downey, who's a Canadian legend. No one yeah. knows the hip here in San Francisco. Gave me a beer. He was probably 20 and I was 18. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's have a beer, man. (laughs) Great times. And here we are 30 years later. Much success for Lamont Hollywood. I remember when you left Winnipeg to go to San Francisco and people listening right now that don't know the history Uh of Lamont Hollywood.
and he was huge in Winnipeg. And when you left, it was a big thing. Oh no, Lamont Holly was leaving. It was no, front page news. Quite honestly, now, hey, and now and here you are. Like, and I want to get a plug in because you've got wrestling we at do. the Cow Palace. Cow Palace on Friday and the Chase Center on Sunday. We're here for all. We had a show last night. Yeah, uh, show on Friday, show on Sunday, all week in San Francisco. I'm glad you brought that up because Baby Huey. Oh. Is Baby so happy. Huey, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. What a stalker. He's almost 40. He looks like he's 18. Yeah. He's so but here's the deal. He said that you were on stage and you pointed a bat at him. And I go, Huey, he didn't even know you were there. He was pointing to the crowd. See, once again, talking about yeah. Kiss, that's a Kiss uh, model. Yes. You point into uh-huh. the crowd. Right? Yes. Gene and Paul do it all the time. Yeah. 18 people think you're pointing at them. <laughs> Told yeah. you, baby Huey. I, pointed, I do it every night. I point. To nothing. Yeah. <laughs> people go, he was pointing right at me. Yes. That's a trick. That's exactly. A show, that's a show business trick. Hey, so now, let me let me ask you this with wrestling. Because a lot of people go, oh, wrestling, and you got the script for this and that. Who is the scariest guy that you've actually wrestled? I mean, that people were getting hurt wrestling this guy. Well, no one gets hurt in wrestling yeah. because we're all professionals, right? Okay. So you get to a certain level. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it makes me laugh when people think script. There's no script. Okay. You just It's like being like a, a, a improv comic or yeah. playing in a jazz band. You follow each other. Okay. Oh, he's going on a solo. Let me follow this or whatever. Yeah. So um, you don't, you don't get hurt. At a certain level, because we're all pros. Yeah. Back when I first started, and I went to Japan for the first time, I fought a kickboxer. Name I remember his name. He was, his name was Weda. He was a kickboxing champion who wore kickboxing shorts in the ring. He had no front teeth, and he was <laughs> kicking the crap out of me. He was not playing playing along, and yeah. I didn't know what to do. I was twenty years old. Right. So he was beating me up so bad. I just went to the floor, I grabbed a chair, and I hit him in the head as hard as I could. Oh, oh my God. I would have paid to see that. It was like Mongo from Blazing Saddles. Why'd you do that? <laughs> then he stopped beating me up so bad. So that, if someone is getting to you really bad, you just got to hit him with a chair. Grab a chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there is elements of that. But when, now we're at the, the highest of levels. Yeah. Big time show business. They're pros. We're pros. We're working yeah. together to put on the best show possible. When you grew up and you, you knew you wanted to be a wrestler right out of high school, school right who did you follow as a wrestler so in winnipeg so you know this dude so we grew up in a, in a it's a fairly small town it's a yeah. prairie town yeah uh called winnipeg manitoba it's a huge wrestling town it's a huge rock oh, and roll town huge wrestling town and rock and, roll. A- and rock and roll yeah. when we grew up like Aussie to this day, like I remember people in Winnipeg was an Aussie town. Like yes. everyone loved Aussie. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even came to play there. No, just people loved Aussie. <laughs> they, they love Aussie. They love and they loved wrestling. So when I grew up, that was my thing. I wanted to be in a band and I wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, I loved Hulk Hogan at the time. Right, he was a huge and in Winnipeg, like. Everybody went nuts for Hulk Hogan. Yes. So it's so funny. I went to see Rod Stewart a couple nights ago in Tampa, uh-huh. and I'm watching the show, and it was really cool. And some guy's tapping me on the shoulder, and I'm like, I'm trying to watch Rod Stewart, man. <laughs> I look over. It's Hulk Hogan. He's like, hey, man. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk's coming to say hi to me now. Really? Like, again, now we're like, you know, we're, we're friends. They say, hey, brother. But I, Yeah, hey, brother. But I remember <laughs> waiting at the Polo Park Inn in Winnipeg, yes. Manitoba, uh-huh. for the wrestlers to come after the show in minus 30 in February. And I remember meeting Hulk Hogan and shaking his hand at like 15 years old. And it's always cool when you grow up and actually wow. become friends with these guys. Was he wearing his bandana yes, when he came? Yes, of course. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course he was wearing a bandana. It's See, not a gimmick, man. It's his real thing. We used to go to uh, wrestling all the time because in my high Arena. school, Winnipeg Arena, my high school, I went to school with Tannis Tomko, 
whose father was the Al promoter. Tomko. Was Al Tomko. Remember his son was the frog? Yes, the yeah, frog. <laughs> but my favorite was Mad Dog Vashon yeah. and Baron Von Raschke. Yeah. And they used to do the, the death the, grip. The claw. The claw, yes. So we had a pay-per-view in Minnesota last year, and we did this big 10-man uh, giant street fight with Dan Lambert's guys. And I invited Baron Von Raschke oh, to come to the show. It's the greatest. He's 80 now. He's walking with the cane. And we kind <laughs> got him involved in the match. Yeah. He was with his daughter, though. Uh-huh. He would not uh, talk about what we wanted him to do no. in the match in front of his daughter. Really? Because She told me, like, he still won't admit that it's the show. Oh, oh wow. He's really? Like, All this time. She, she's like, I'm like 40 years old. Yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah. I know it's a show. He will never admit it. <laughs> so he was still like, yeah, when I put the claw on, you better watch out because it's going to hurt. <laughs> He's like... It's not really going to hurt. I'm just saying in front of my daughter. She doesn't know. And she's like, I know. I know. That's but the great. old school brothers yeah. don't talk They're about committed. that. No, they don't they at all. still, yeah. And that's how it was back in those days. Right. It's, in wrestling, it's called kayfabe. Super <laughs> kayfabe. You do not talk about the business. You right. do not talk about Fight Club. Fight yeah. Club doesn't exist. Yeah. It's real. So for him to be there, it's like, I was just so excited with Baron Von Raschke. You know, I got him a payday. I invited him to the show because once again, when you grow up uh, as a fan and you yeah. get a chance to become friends or, or, or work with these guys as an adult, it just makes everything so much more special. Chris Jericho, part of the Winnipeg Mafia, yeah. is in the studio. <laughs> We're going to talk. Man. I want to talk more about your wrestling coming up AEW, here. AEW, Friday it, night at the Cow Palace, Sunday at the Chase Center. Got a lot of questions for you coming up after questions. this. Absolutely. I got, got a lot of answers. Lamont and Tonelli. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. It was challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. And if it wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, it was. Hey, it was fine. Because I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.